Welcome to Romance Happy Hour. I'm Dylan Crush, and I am here with my co-hostess, Dawn Ludicky over here. And um, tonight we have Danica Bloom and Liz Alden joining us. And both are repeat guests. You've been here before. So it's fun to see familiar faces. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah. Um, and we were just commenting before we went live. I know um, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see this, but Danica is actually wearing hot pink and has a hot pink chair and her name um, on the screen is in hot pink and she's got like a teal wall behind her. So um, we were joking yeah. that she, she wins the award for being the most representative of the romance happy hour brand. Um, although we'd Absolutely. all much rather you where Liz is because she's on a sailboat. Oh, no. so true. <laughs> and <that's>, yeah. <laughs> So you we're glad so to have tan. you with us. And I see Karen is back. I know, Karen, it's been forever. So we're we're glad to have you back tonight. Um, Dawn, why don't you give us, uh, I know you handled everything by yourself last time because I had a, a family, actually had a funeral to go to. Um, mm. So I was out of town. And um, so thank you for for doing that. It looks like everybody had a good time. Um, but I haven't talked to you then, yeah. you know, like a month. So what what's going on? Um, so I actually got a book written. I'm pretty proud Yay. of myself. I just gotta say <laughs> it's been a while mm-hmm. and, uh, I talked to the editor and it's due, um, Monday. So I'll be editing all weekend, but, um, I, it's a firefighter book as well. And Danica, you said you're going to be oh. reading some firefighters I today. Am. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and my agent came back to me and, um, she had read my, I got a new agent again, and it's a long story, but, um, she had read my historical proposal that I had out with my last agent and she said, Oh my gosh, this is your voice. Let's do this. And so now I am circling back to my roots and I'm so excited about it because it's like a historical rom-com and I'm so excited to write historical again. Oh my gosh. I love historical. So that's is what it, I'm starting. Um, I'm working on. Is it American historical again? <clears throat> American historical, yes, because I guess there it, it's kind of picking up again. It hasn't died, according to what my old publisher told me, and so like it's starting to pick up again. I think probably thanks to Yellowstone, I would say mm-hmm. a little bit. Right? But... No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and I'm I'm pretty excited to get that started here um, this week. Yay! And yeah, and then I've got uh, Must Love Pause is going to be releasing this this year. I just did not, I don't know yet, um, on my indie backlist or indie list. But yeah, and then I got to release another firefighter book. Holy cow! The year (laughs) at the end of the year. Sorry, not month. Oh my gosh, that would be horrible. (laughs) So, Dylan, though, Dylan, you've been crazy. You've been really way busier than me, um, according to your deadlines. A little bit. <laughs> oh, so. yeah it it's yeah. been it's been um, it's been a busy couple couple months. I was in um, Denver for Readers Take Denver, and then um, and college visits with my junior in high school. So that was fun. And then ever since I got back from that, it's just been nonstop. Um, Casey Rose was here last week and we put together all the packages for our Kickstarter. So that was fun. Um, That was super busy. And I've heard from um, some of our readers that they've been getting those and it's been a blast to see their pictures. And um, so, yeah, so she left, I think Saturday afternoon, I dropped her off the airport. Um, We stopped by the post office and the UPS office on the way. So uh, that was kind of a, a whirlwind. And yeah. and then I had um, a book that had to be uploaded today. So that's the next one in our our Mountain Men of Mustang Mountain series. And that one comes out on Monday. May is for Mac. Nice. Wow. So, Yay. Yeah. So it's been rather busy. And then I go to um, North Iowa Book Bash. I don't know if anybody, any of our listeners will be there, but that's on Saturday. I know... Um, some people will probably be headed to a polycon as well because yeah there's two two big signings this weekend and well north iowa book bash isn't a big big signing um but it's super close to me and i always have a good time there a polycon is a big big signing um so yeah and then i don't know i have a 
we have so much going on this summer. It feels like that summer's already over and it hasn't even started yet. So mm -hmm. that just sounds I, exhausting I, uh, to right, me. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've got the Spartan race on Monday or on next next weekend in Naim. Oh, for Mother's Day. Yeah, and no, I. Mother's Day race. I've got. Yeah. Yep. The it's well, it's for charity. For uh, we're doing it for charity for housing crisis, but um. I'm doing the 10K and I'm not ready. So, I mean, that's the start of my summer. <laughs> that's how it's starting out. And can I, you crawl it gotta, or do they look down on that? Like, <laughs> you I, can I definitely crawl it. crawl it. You can crawl it as long yeah. as you do 30 burpees every time you don't oh do an obstacle. So, so I've been also. Oh, there's obstacles? What the heck? Yeah. Isn't running, isn't running bad enough? I know. We, yeah. Yeah. So we did the 5k last year and, and that was great. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And my husband's like, let's challenge yourself 10k. And I'm like, I could do this. I can run. And I haven't been able to run very often. Um, I can do six miles, but I don't know about six miles and 25 obstacles. So we'll see if I survive next week. If I'm not here next episode, Dylan, you know, I'm dead somewhere in Kalispell or, okay. you know, up there like big fork at least at is, least it so. was his idea and so you can always blame yeah. him right yeah i can <laughs> yeah <sighs> and then i have my sister and but she's super motivational so but she's like a little runner so she, i know she'll work she'll do it but she's always like let's go let's go you know those my annoying like that's my <laughs> sister too she runs she runs um she runs um oh here's the words you know those things that you're talking about for fun um marathons marathons thank you uh -huh. yeah marathons for fun. i i don't run the block like i mm. that was my big fail as a firefighter yeah. burpees as a firefighter training mm. like honest to god kill me mm -hmm. they were horrible no well mm -hmm. and then my i've got a daughter looking at uh colleges so we're going to be going to do that this summer as well so we've got fun scheduling some college tours that's why i was like oh dylan i'm gonna go i'm gonna be going doing the college tour thing this year so mm -hmm. those are yeah. exhausting too. i don't know everything's yeah. exhausting lately <laughs> <laughs> of course i guess if you're running like 10ks then you probably have better stamina than i do so they won't be as bad for you i can do 10k just mm -hmm. i don't know about those obstacles i just want to remind our viewers that if you're if you're um joining us and for some reason it, it says can you uh like show us your name. You have to opt in to show us your name. We do have some Facebook users on there. Um, I don't know why. Sometimes it, our regular viewers, it does that too. So just wanted to remind you. So I'm going to toss it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah. I want to hear from um, Danica and, and Liz, if you want yeah. to, you know, Give us a little update on what you've been up to since you were on the show last and tell us a little bit about what's going on with your writing life. And if you have any um, 10 Ks or oh book signings God. in your future. No, no, I, I, I actually, you can go first. I just, I actually, my son, my 26 year old moved home in January um, for many reasons. And then his car needs a big giant brake job. So he's been driving my, he's like, mom, can I take your car to work? Which is in the city. So it's an hour drive which is perfect for me because it's the perfect excuse for me to say no to everything. Can't don't have a car. Sorry. <laughs> so no, I have no plans to leave this office, this beautiful blue office in my lovely pink chair. Um, I've been working on, so the last time I was here, I actually read from the book that I anticipated launching at the beginning of the year and didn't. So now I've got a date of July 10th for the billionaire's shrubbery and um, excited about that. And I'm also, I've been working on a co-write with Mia Harlan. Uh, she writes, I love Mia. She writes a lot of PNR, Reverse Harem, but she's moved into rom-com. And so we're doing, uh, and Mia by day is a librarian. So we co-wrote uh, a duet. We're probably going to do a third book, which are their novellas with a librarian and a billionaire hero. So very very fun she wrote the librarian scenes i wrote the bill because obviously i can embody a billionaire hero um so that was those were mine anyway those will be coming out i hope in i don't even know what month we are hopefully in may we'll get those out there um, we're almost in may 
I know we're almost in May. So hopefully, one day. Can I know. you believe it? So, yeah. Crazy. Soon. Soon. Anyway, that's what I've been working on. And I don't know, just a ton of fun. Not going leaving my house still. <laughs> we're um we're down a cart still too. And uh so yeah, when when my kiddo takes the car to school, because then if if she takes the car to school, then that means I don't have to drive her. Um and yeah, I don't really like to leave my house that much either. So so it's a good excuse yeah. to be it is a great excuse. Home. I yeah. can appreciate that. <laughs> so how about you, Liz? You are um well, you take your home with you, don't you? I take my yeah. home with me everywhere, pretty much. <laughs> I live on a sailboat and am currently in the Bahamas. So um, it's very beautiful, which is nice. Um, I was just looking up because I was like, oh, my gosh, when was the last time I was on the show? And it was July. So it's been a while. And since then, I released a Christmas novella called Nutcracker with Benefits, which is really fun. And in January, I had a release called The Rival in South Africa, which is like a only one tent safari forced proximity romance. And then Tuesday, the book that I'm reading today came out, which is called Rosé with My Fake Fiancé. And it's the first book in a later in life romance series that's kind of based on sex in the city in Europe. And um, oh. yeah. And then actually, as far as my writing progress goes i'm ahead of schedule for the next book in the series which comes out in june so wow that's what really does that fun mean like i know yeah well the sad thing is that i wrote both rosé with my fake fiance and riesling with my roommate last spring and it just took me this long to get them both cranking out so i had a very busy summer last year so yeah Okay, but busy doing what? Like really cool stuff that we're all jealous of? No. Um, on your sailboat? I, I, or I, writing? We hauled, we hauled our boat out and did three months of boat projects. So um, oh. it was like 60 hours every week working in the yard, which was so. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say boat that's yard. a very non glamorous part of our life. Yeah, it was yeah. a boat yard. Yeah. I, was, I remember I was last say, time you, uh, here, you were at an Airbnb. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause that was, um, that was where I was did the show in July. Yeah. I was mm -hmm. at an Airbnb mm -hmm. and working in the boat all the time. So, yeah. So I was going to say being in the coast guard, um, uh, yeah, I know a little bit how it feels being out to sea and on land. So, um, how long does it take you to get your land legs back, lose your sea legs and, <laughs> I haven't I haven't lost sea legs in a while. <laughs> um I've lived on my yeah. boat I've lived on my boat for eight and a half years. Um yeah. but although during COVID we lived on land in around the country in the United States for eleven months. Um so there's no difference for me anymore. They feel the same. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. You don't like yeah. lean a little bit when you're walking down the pier, you know? <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, the, the, first, <laughs> nice. the first ocean passage we did, uh, we arrived in Miami after 26 days at sea and we went out for pizza that night. And I was like, oh, this, this is sea legs. This is, feels weird. Um, but it hasn't yeah. happened since then. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's good. Very acclimated. Well, drink wine with your pizza, then, you know, maybe it evens out. Yeah. yeah, you walk like this going in, and then you walk like this going out. <laughs> right. yeah. For real. Well, just a reminder to um, anybody joining us tonight, if you have questions for our guests, go ahead and post them in the comments. And um, Danica, you said that you would be willing to read first. I am willing to read first because then awesome. I can relax and listen to Liz, which makes that's me right. excited. That's right. I know. That's what I always like to do. Just get it over with. And, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't have to be so nervous, but I mean there's no reason to be nervous. Oh, oh, it's I just know. romance happy hour. And yeah. no, no matter what happens. Deal. It's a big deal. I branded for this. It's a big you did. deal. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um yeah. So do you need to set up anything I for do. us? Are you just starting at chapter one or no, I'm gonna start at okay. chapter five. So that's the book. First in Cheeky with the Fire Chief. And it's got its three year anniversary. That's the first romance I published. Uh, on uh, Firefighter Day, International Firefighter Day, or National, uh, in 2020, May the 4th, 
And so I'm going to start at chapter five because that's where Nick and Sophie are. They've already had their meet cute. Uh, there was a car accident. Nick was driving to a job interview. He's a first responder. He's a career firefighter. And so, of course, he had to get out and help. Sophie is in the volunteer fire department and she was a first responder and the IC, the incident commander. So that's where they met um, for the first time. It was very brief. It was all very stressful. They go away. This is chapter five. And he has said, I will come to your little village, not realizing that she has is expecting to get the chief job. She does not realize that he's an external candidate who actually was just offered the job of chief. So there is the secret as they meet. Okay. All right. We will leave you to it and we'll be back when you're done. Thank you. All right. I stood. No, oh, this is Nick's uh, point of view chapter. I stood just inside the front door. Sophie's voice carried through the training hall as clear as if she was standing beside me in the same room. An external? You hired an this external candidate? I thought it was just a formality, you know, showed that there was the appearance of fair competition or something. The door flew open and Sophie exploded into the room like a Mentos mint dropped in a bottle of Diet Coke. She didn't see me and turned back toward the office. You think for one minute I'm going to cooperate with your canard external foutu hire of my job for my job? You're delusional. In fact, if you think anyone in this department is going to welcome an outsider with open arms, I'm going to recommend you see a neurologist because it is my professional opinion that you, sir, have brain damage. She turned and stormtroopered her way toward the exit, stopping dead in her tracks when she saw me. Shoot, we said at the same time. So I was at a loss, not sure at all how to proceed. This was an emergency scenario I had never practiced. A quick survey of the patient. She was agitated, heart rate high, likely not seeing very clearly. How about I drive? Seemed like the safest call. Good idea, she said, voice full of rage. We drove in silence for a full 10 minutes. What could I say? Hey, sorry you got screwed out of a job you thought was yours. I hope you'll change your mind and show me the ropes. Turn left at the lights. I looked at her and she smiled. She was breaking my heart with her sad smile, those eyes, gray, green, and gorgeous. Here, she pointed at a seedy looking bar. It's a dive. That's so I won't meet anyone I know. She led us to the table at the back corner by the pool. She led us to the pool tables at the back corner. Come here often? I tried to joke. Only when I'm on a date with a guy I'm too embarrassed to be seen with. She actually laughed. I grabbed my chest and feigned deep hurt. What can I get you? Rum and coke, no ice, a double? Do you mind? I'll pay you back. I waved her off and went to the bar, ordered a drink and a pilsner for myself. So I put the drinks down and held my breath. I wanted her to finish her drink fast. First, so she wouldn't have anything to throw at me. And second, because I figured she was a lightweight drunk. I hoped a happy one. So, she said, what you saw back there, it didn't happen. I don't want to talk about it or think about it. Deal? I nodded. I followed her. If I followed her rules, she couldn't then want to kill me when she found out I was the guy she had the hate on for. Could she? Um, sorry, I can't help you with that paperwork on the kid. I said, not sure if she'd want to talk about anything related to the department but also not sure what else we could talk about. They'll call you if they have questions, but wait a minute, you know that. You do this way more often than I do. I could see the penny drop. She smiled. Why did you offer to come up? Wait, is this, is this a date? She was adorable. I made a face. No, no way. When I take a woman on a date, she doesn't have to sanitize her hands before touching the entrance door. No, this is definitely not a date. Don't think for a nanosecond that that's what this is. It would ruin my reputation as a suave and deboner calendar quality firefighter. Oh my God, full of yourself much? Deboner, are you 12? I shrugged, it's a French word. I thought you'd know it. And aren't all men really 12 when you strip away the muscle and the five o'clock shadow? I flexed my pecs for effect. So, Nick full of himself, calendar quality firefighter, and I'm not arguing the calendar thing, by the way. In fact, never mind. She blushed and looked away. Tell me about yourself. You from Vancouver? Got brothers and sisters? What's your sign? Straight to the heart. The important stuff. Okay. 
born and bred in East Van. I'm an only child, but I also have three to five brothers, depending on how you count them. She raised an eyebrow. Long, boring story. Needs a spreadsheet. And I'm an Aquarian. How about you? Well, born and raised right here in the Sea to Sky. Left for a few years. Well, 10 years, actually. And came back two years ago to take care of Papa after Mom died. I've got eight brothers and sisters, but I'm also more like an only child. She pointed at me like she knew her family story was as good as mine. And I'm on the cusp. Some years I'm an Aquarian, other years I'm a Pisces. So you're complicated. I prefer multifaceted or unpredictable. How long have you been a, vo a volunteer first responder? Just two years. Damn, you're a good IC given you've only got two years experience. Thank you for noticing. And I would have been a darn good chief too. She gave me a scowl and finished off her drink. Another one I offered, feeling a punch of guilt. By the time I had her second drink in her hand, she'd racked the pool table. Bet I can beat you. What's the bet? She thought for a second, her smile growing. Winner gets to decide after they win. Unpredictable indeed. All right, I'll take that bet, but you break, deal? What, you're just gonna hand me the game? She laughed and shook her head. Uh, no, ladies first, I mean. Sophie rolled her eyes. So how do you have eight brothers and sisters? I asked. Well, my parents just loved kids and always wanted eight of them. Mm, but number nine? Yeah, I was a seriously late in the game oops. My next closest sibling is 10 years older than me. She's 34 and wrap your head around this one. My eldest brother, 54. That's older than my mom. Uh-huh, and you know what? Every last one of them is a canard. Translation, bleep. Uh, all eight of them, all eight of them. <laughs> she broke the triangle of balls and pocketed a solid. Papa died a month ago. She lifted a plastic glass to the ceiling and said, cheers, Papa, I love you. And then continued. And I just found out that I'm not named in the will. Oh, that's brutal. She stood back, eyed the table, and walked around it as she spoke. Sure is. It was dated two years before I was born. Just a dumb oversight. But my brothers and sisters are claiming that, since I'm not named, I have no right to share in the inheritance. And she pointed her pool cue at my chest and poked me gently. They're kicking me out of the family home unless I can pay market rent, which is like two grand a month. Without the job as chief, I'm screwed. I was counting on that salary. She pointed out her shot, took it, and missed. But I'm not talking about that tonight. Your turn, peck man, she said, bumping me with her hip. God, I loved how playful she was. How could I take this job now? I'd have to wear the guilt of her being evicted from her family home on top of stealing her job. I scoped the table and took a shot and missed. She cleared all but one ball from the table. I suspect this is hard for you, losing to a girl who happens to have earned a rank in a fire department in just two years of service. Oh, that little jab at my position stung. My chest tightened and I clenched my teeth and my fists. I bet my nostrils flared too. I spoke slowly to make my point. The difference, I said, between a volunteer and a career firefighter, as I spoke, Sophie, who'd been standing a few feet in front of me, turned to face the pool table and then fell backwards towards me. I caught her easily and lifted her into a cradle hold. She looked up laughing. The difference is that you're a trained professional who knows exactly what to do in an emergency. Thank you for making my point for me. And I just play the part on TV, but I'm a trained pool shark. So she wiggled out of my arms and dropped back to her feet. If you wanna end the game now, I'm happy to walk away and call it a draw. Oh, I am not sure if she realized it, but this firecracker was seriously skilled in anticipating an emergency situation and changing the direction before it happened. I stared at her, processing what I was feeling, which was that I wished I could wake up in a parallel universe where Sophie and I would have a chance at hanging out again, getting to know each other, and maybe even, no, definitely making love. Ma making love? What the heck? When did I make love? Hello, Sophie said. Should I take my shot or do you want to call this game? She pulled me back to the moment. What? And miss what I'm hoping is a spectacular victory dance? No, wait, bring it. And then tell me what I lose in this bet. I am on the edge of my seat. Eight ball, far left. 
she said. She made the shot and this time jumped into my arms. Before I had a chance to react, she dropped her mouth onto mine and gave me an I could hold her here all night kiss. And just as my thoughts turned dark and dirty, she pushed herself away and sat down at the table as if nothing had happened. Um, I walked across and sat, I walked over and sat across from her. Not what I was expecting. So what is it I supposedly lost in this best bet, bet? Because from where I'm sitting, it looks like I'm the big winner. That, calendar man, was just a test to see if you were worthy of your punishment for thinking that you could beat me. And did I pass? The way she jumped away from me, I feared I'd failed. She bit her bottom lip and then murmured through her teeth, flying colors. Oh, thank goodness, because you know I don't do well with failure. So what's the punishment? You have to come back to my place and take off your... She looked up. She looked me up and down in a way that made me feel totally objectified. Don't say shoes, please say pants. Your shirt and pose for me so I can have my own personal calendar fireman photo to hang in my... She stopped again and was smiling so hard I had to laugh. On your ceiling, I offered. Yes, on my ceiling. That's what you've lost, your soul to a photograph. I shall stop there, thank you. Sorry, I'm unmuting everybody uh, and putting Dawn back in because she booted herself out. Yeah, we did. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Oh my gosh, so love it, love it, love it. So good. Um, what I think I enjoyed most was you looked like you were actually having a conversation with two people because you kept turning <laughs> no. and talking yeah. one, you one did so direction great. to the other. That was that was fantastic. Yeah, so, but what you banter? I mean, I I don't know. I I love you know that internal dialogue that's happening as well. So you get a, a peek at at what's going on in their heads. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, you had you had such great banter and such great like expressions that it was commented several times. But we did have one question specifically for you, oh. which was, "Why would her family be so mean?" Because <laughs> she's yeah. not in the will doesn't make her not family. Well, there's so, a story that, that no, because it'll be a spoiler. <laughs> so oh, okay. it's part of the whole. Yeah, she's got she's the fact that she's so much younger. She never gotten her siblings never got to know her at all. And then there, there's there's secrets, lots of secrets in this story. Families can be complicated, not 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 just multifaceted, but I love that part too. But um, but also complicated. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Sorry, book tease. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, Jennifer. You're such a book tease. <laughs> no, that was uh, I really enjoyed that. And I saw I, a couple of questions come in. Are you are you on it again, yeah. Dawn? It looks like it. You. I'm you got on it. Yep. Access. I got my your observation, and you have power again. Yeah, I do. Yep. I got Sometimes my paper and my pen. Off, depending on what's going on, although it's still early in the show, so. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had too much yet. <laughs> too much happy in the romance oh. happy hour. <laughs> too much happy in the in the hour. Yeah. All right. So describe your perfect writing space. Oh, oh your perfect writing space. Okay. Let's do both since I added perfect. So what's the you're, embellishing, your you're embellishing I, the question. I kind of like I'm it. An I actually, That's what we do. I, uh, I actually got a little bit towards perfect uh, a couple of months ago because I've been writing on two 10 year old MacBooks. Because two of them because neither of them could manage to survive a whole day with all the programs right like one got email one of them gets the internet one of them gets Scrivener the other so eventually like in the in the fall I managed to what am I saying in the fall in the winter in February I managed to save enough money to get myself um an iMac so I have this beautiful and it's you'll never guess what color it is guess what color it is Pink? Yeah. <laughs> How did you get? Yeah. How did you know? You're psychic. So I yeah. know. I channeled that. <laughs> so and this chair is also quite new. It's a very comfy chair. It kind of bounce like I can it rotate. It, so it works my core while I'm sitting. 
So I'm getting pretty close to having my perfect writing space. All I need is someone to come in and tidy my desk for me every day. That would be really lovely Mm. because right there is a bit of a mess I don't like to look at. I mean, Um, yeah. Is there any way you can um, like, like get your husband to do it for you? Oh, good. No, no. (laughs) Can Can you bribe him in any way? I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that. And then <laughs> okay. Come on, Don. That isn't this kind of show. We're about that kind of show. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> yeah. No, and 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 this is a. It's a spare bedroom. This this my office mm. is a spare bedroom, and because I have because I am menopausal or post parent, whatever the heck it is, I sleep very poorly. So, and when Dave snores, I'll like nudge him to like stop snoring, and he sleeps in my office more often than in our bedroom so I you know I've got a I've got this bed no I don't want him clearing my desk as well as sleeping in my office and that's, yeah that's true but yeah yeah anyway so do you have a cot laid out for him or does he sleep no, on a, the floor it's a bed no it's there's oh, a, good. There's a, oh good there's a, a, a couch that converts into a bed and it just stays a bed oh, all good. the time all I the was time. worried I was like because I, I for a second I thought of him like curled up on your desk I kind of like then, that idea <laughs> Like, like a cat on the floor. <laughs> Get out! I'm glad there's no. a bed in there. A bed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's funny. Me. And what, what about you, Liz? Liz? I um, I actually have a terrible writing space. I am sitting in my writing space right now. It's basically a couch, and I have a extra cushion here to give me a little bit more back support. Um, and it's actually something we're going to try to work on this year because it would be great to have an office chair. Boats are just not very ergonomic. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really like struggling with my neck sometimes and with my shoulders because I don't have an armrest. Um, so I don't have a good writing space. But my perfect writing space, I don't know if y'all have seen this, but some people build writing sheds. Um, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, like a she shed, and it's for writing. Mm-hmm. And I like would adore having one of those, but as mm-hmm. I have no land, um, I was gonna I will, say I will not be getting a she shed. <laughs> could you get like a, a a writing dinghy, and you could just like trail it behind <laughs> your <laughs> sailboat, like a little a little roof on it or something? Or okay, so now I'm picturing like a raft. With a, like a yeah. she shed on it, you know, you can right. buy one of those yeah. ones from Home yeah. Depot and just plunk it on yeah. there, and we'll drag it behind our boat, which is going to work really well when we sail <laughs> across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, right. I'm sure there'd yeah. be no drag with that at all. Yeah, it's it's you not like an anchor at all. You could get it to be like aerodynamic too, with a point on the front. So, right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Or how about a submarine? She's shed. Oh, yeah. Summer. Oh, that's even better because then you're yeah. you're completely she like cut out. <laughs> she sub. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have to invent oh. that. How would the Wi-Fi <laughs> be down there? Do you think? No. Uh, you wouldn't so have we Wi-Fi. Have, we have Starlink, um, and oh, I'm very yeah. impressed with how far. Actually, that's the router right there. I'm very impressed with how far the router goes. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm literally, I'm really impressed that you have Starlink in the middle of the ocean and that it works. I mean, I, I can't even get it in my house because there's trees know, in the way. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. So I will, I will say in the past before we had Starlink, um, when you're offshore, the only option is something like 14 kilobytes speed, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. So you like send and receive text emails. Um, this is a game changer for us, which is really cool. And, and everybody yeah. else who wants to work from their boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just going to say, though, like, back to that submarine idea. I mean, you could, <laughs> if you can't get, if you can't get uh, Starlink down there, it's like the perfect place to go where you can't get distraction, distracted, you know? Like, you're down in the water. Yeah. yeah. No distractions. True. It's Except literally it- the writing cave of the ocean. Except if you have a window, and then like, what oh. if there's stuff swimming past you all the time? Yeah. Yep. And when a sexy when like, merman swims by, yeah. I mean, that's gonna be Aquaman. A game Holy shit! So. <laughs> Gone. I'm sorry. You knew it was happening. Time every single time. 
teasing. <laughs> I was going to say Aquaman, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, next year, when you come back next time, we will fully expect a different, a different set behind you yeah. and you might have to fake it because, um, okay. So I expect you to be in a submarine or on a she shed, a she dinghy. Sorry. I, I actually think we should put a requirement out for Liz so that just Liz specific so that every time she comes on the show, she has to have her, her actual setting behind her because we would love to all be pretending that we're in the Bahamas with you. True. I mean, yeah. if we saw the palm trees and like the, the, I mean, it's not daylight there, but I think it's like dark there now. The yeah, it's dark. It is, it is it. dark. Um, you know what? Let me. I wonder if I can pull something up real quick. Hang on. Let's see. This is probably going to take too long. But um, yeah, it is dark right now. So that is a bit of a problem. Yeah. Maybe but she next can time that it's not, we would like to live vicariously through you. We're just saying. So like. That's fair. If you would I accommodate will, us. I will try to deliver next time. She can <laughs> always post a picture of her location in the yeah. comment. Let's do that. Yeah, sure. for sure. Because I think we're getting close to her reading time too. Yeah. So once we get that up, um, <clears throat> I don't know if viewers can like watch her setting at the same time you're listening to her reading, but that might help. Like whatever picture <laughs> she's posting. I mean, okay. I, I don't know. Where would I post it? Oh, just on probably oh, just in the comments of the show. On the Romance yeah. Happy Hour Facebook page. Ah, okay. You can go post it there. Um, this isn't like Zoom where I don't think you can upload a virtual background on here. I think I can. Oh. Um, but can my, my file image size is too big. It's a whole thing, y'all. I understand. I'm unprepared. Mm -hmm. So sorry. Right. <laughs> well, you know, we did kind oh, of Oh, yeah. But yeah. Dylan, I just checked, clicked on it. It does say virtual background. Oh, well, then you wouldn't have to look at my dirty office. We're going to have to try that out next time. We'll, we'll have to check that out. For real. You know, All right. Yeah, we'll check it out. What would actually be more appropriate would be to everybody think of Paris, because that's the setting for this book. So Ooh, that would okay. be And I'm sure everybody has a pretty good idea of what Paris looks like. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Are, well, are we talking I mean, in the, the winter Tower. or the spring? Or? In the summer. It's summer. Okay. okay. Summer in Paris. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm so, really wishing you had that picture available to put it. Oh, oh see? Oh, oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Great oh, job. Now you know how to do it. We, we go. got this. We got this. We're going so, to have, we're gonna have to let Liz have a little bit more time than our other <laughs> authors so we can keep seeing where she's at. So the, the boat all the way nope, right there is me. <laughs> In the middle or... Oh, no. over your shoulder. The oh boy, this is hard to do, y'all. <laughs> cover them up with the other two up with your body. There we go. Okay, so the one in the the farthest. I know everything's backwards. So if I want to point at dawn, I have to point the opposite direction. It's it's weird on here, but all right. Now we're all jealous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's not where I am right now, but it's it's really close. So yeah. <laughs> Who took that picture for you? Was it, uh, was it like a postcard? <laughs> I feel like I've seen that scene in my spa. Right. And they all look the same. Once you've seen beautiful Bahamian waters, you've seen them all. Um, this is actually like taken on a hike. That theory. <laughs> oh. I, I wouldn't mind testing that theory. Right. Checking them yeah. all out. Do a little comparison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. back to books um what do you have for us tonight we're, we're not in the Bahamas anymore you're taking us to paris in the summer taking you to paris in the summer i'm going to read the first chapter of rosé with my fake fiance which came out on tuesday and i'm also Yay. giving away a copy in our facebook uh giveaway and um we're just diving right into chapter one so you ready we are ready we will yes. rejoin you after you're done Okay, and I, and I do say have to before she mutes me. Oh, I love the title. That's all I gotta oh. say before she mutes me. <laughs> Thank you. The series title is "Aged Like Fine Wine," and all the ladies are over forty. 
So I was very proud of myself for coming up with that one. And I do want to say in advance that the hero is French and I am not going to do his accent whatsoever. So I apologize. Okay. Tessa. It's hard to stay mad at my friends when they feel so bad for ditching me. Sarah, you're going to have such a fun time without us. You can do all the things you want instead of us dragging you around to the typically touristy stuff. We'll just do all that when we get in tomorrow. Jade, make new friends. Talk to the table next to you. Hook up with a man. You've got the hotel room to yourself tonight. Winky face. Emma, have a glass of wine with lunch today on me, all right? I'm so sorry that I screwed up my flight. How did I book the wrong day? No, make it a bottle of wine. That's how sorry I am. Ah, yes, day drinking. That's exactly what I'll do as soon as I find this tour guide, even if it is 9 a.m. This new year, new me situation is not going well. When Jade proposed we all move across the Atlantic, I thought it would be a great opportunity to start fresh. My sister has her own family and my mother doesn't know who I am anymore most days thanks to her dementia. Five months after my breakup with James, my circle of friends has dwindled since I moved back out to the suburbs from downtown Austin where I'd lived with James. The best parts of my life were my job and my three best friends. And even though we all picked different cities to live in, we agreed that we would meet up once a month. But here I am, sitting all alone in a coffee shop in Paris on what was supposed to be our first weekend trip together. It's a busy summer day and chatter and sunlight fill the cafe. I got here a half an hour before I was supposed to meet our tour guide, so my pastries are reduced to crumbs and the drudges of my coffee are cold. Excuse me, someone says in French, and I glance up from my phone to see a young woman pointing at the chair opposite me. May I? I perk up. There are no tables available, and sitting with someone is a chance to practice my French and make a new friend. Oui, I say, and move my purse off the chair. She smiles gratefully and then picks up the chair, moving it to the table next to mine where there are three other women. Oh, God damn it. I fake a smile and pretend to sip my coffee. Nothing to see here, not me being embarrassing. I glance at the woman out of, my, out of the corner of my eye. They're younger than me with youthful skin and no gray hairs, mid-30s maybe, and effortlessly fashionable in the way that Parisians are. One of them says something funny and all of them throw back their heads laughing. Great, I'm sitting alone at a table for one, jealous of strangers. My phone buzzes with a new message in the group chat. Emma, don't listen to Jade. If you aren't ready for a relationship, you're not, re you're not ready. Jade, who said anything about a relationship? Tessa needs orgasms, stat. I roll my eyes. Jade thinks orgasms solve everything, which to be fair, they solve a lot. So maybe she has a point, but I'm a serial monogamist. My orgasms usually come from reliable, steady partners and not from flings or one night stands. From now on though, my orgasms will be from the most reliable and steady person in my life, me, because I'm 42 years old. If I was going to get married and have a happily ever after, it would have happened by now. After decades of dating and one failed relationship after another, it's clear that the common denominator is me. Tessa, I will take you up on that wine, Emma. As soon as I ditch the tour guide, I'll head out on my own. I'll have that wine over a Parisian, leisurely gourmet lunch. Very Parisian. Jade, and then some afternoon delight back in the hotel room? Tessa, no, no afternoon delight, no one night stand. I'll be fine on my own. I don't need a man. Jade, no one needs a man. Sarah, whatever you do today, just try to have fun without us, okay? Love you. Fun. It's a long shot, but I'll try. What I need is a clean slate, a fresh start. While I've traveled all over the world, I've never lived outside of Texas, and this is my chance. Once I get settled into Portugal, where I have a one-year visa under their digital nomad policy, I will make new friends. I will travel on the weekends, solo travel, and trips to visit my friends scattered throughout Europe. And I will not, under any circumstances, waste my time looking for a man. 
The bell above the door chimes with a new customer walking into the coffee shop, this one wearing a bright blue polo with the tour company's name on it. He scans the room, probably looking for a table of four women. His eyes meet mine for a moment, and I start to smile at him and raise my hand, but he keeps going before I can wave to get his attention. Ugh. My cheeks heat in embarrassment, and I can practically feel the pity radiating off the surrounding tables. I know how to sit by myself at a cafe and enjoy it, but today, I just can't muster up the enthusiasm. The tour guide is cute, young, or at least younger than me, in his early 30s, most likely, or maybe even late 20s. He has brown hair on the longer side that tassels nicely, a wide mouth, and cheeks that are already flushed from the morning heat. His gaze lands on the table next to me, the four younger women, and he starts to head their way. I pick up my cup and sling my bag over my shoulder. I'm dressed sensibly for the day in stretchy jeans, flats, and a flowy top, perfect for walking the city and enjoying the summer weather. Paris is my favorite city. I trust it to cheer me up. I cut him off before he arrives at the table. When he notices me approaching, his eyes light up, and he looks me over for a quick moment as an easy smile pops onto his face. Good morning, he says, and I nearly roll my eyes because I haven't even opened my mouth and he already knows I'm a native English speaker and can probably guess that I'm American. I swear the French, especially Parisians, have this sixth sense about who can and cannot speak their language. Except I have a trick up my sleeve. I've been a regular visitor to Paris for decades, maybe even longer than this guy has been alive. So I smile demurely and answer him in French. Bonjour, vous me... Oh boy. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Are you looking for me, is what she says. His smile widens and he answers me in French, which pleases me. I'm always looking for a beautiful woman. Okay, cheesy line, but the teasing in his eyes brings it down on the side of flattery. This close, I can read the name embroidered on his shirt, Luke. No, I say, for the tour. I'm Tessa O'Keefe. I apologize, but I have to cancel. His smile droops the tiniest bit. Cancel because I paste on a fake smile. It's hard to hide my disappointment that I'm alone. My friends couldn't make it to the city in time. I didn't know I had to cancel until late last night. Ah, he says, but you're here. Yes, well, I know my way around Paris and I don't need a tour guide. You've got the day off. I try to say it as upbeat as possible, cringing inside that I've wasted this man's time. Unfortunately, he says, we have a 48-hour cancellation policy, so I won't be able to refund your money. I wave him off. No, that's fine. Of course, you keep the money. His smile, which has dimmed upon delivering the bad news, brightens again. If you've already paid, and I have no plans for the day, then why not take the tour? I bite my lip. I haven't taken an organized tour in ages, and a tour for one without my best friends sounds so dull. There's too much pressure on me to ooh and ah all day. Ah, what is that? He says, pointing at my mouth. I pop my lip out from between my teeth. Nothing. Please, tell me. Why not take the tour with me? I've been to Paris a lot. Everything we were going to do today, I'm already, I've already done, and I'm fine on my own. Those words echo in my head. I'm fine on my own. Luke leans towards me, ducking down to tilt his head toward mine. It's intimate. His eyes sparkle and there's a flicker of attraction in my stomach. It surprises me, mostly because Luke is obviously too young for me, but also because it's been five months since I broke up with my ex, and this is the first sign of interest in anyone. Okay, maybe Jade wasn't completely out of line with her suggestion. That doesn't mean I'm going to hook up tonight, but if someone comes along who's attractive and interested and of an appropriate age, I'll think about it. Luke pulls my attention back to him and says, are you saying you think my tour might be boring? No, I say too quickly. He laughs. I may have been thinking it, but I would never say it. Please, he says, touching a hand to his chest. I'm a very good tour guide. And there is nothing I love more than showing a beautiful woman around the city. Okay, being called beautiful twice by a cute man is working like a charm because I can feel myself melting. Luke is obviously a flirt. Must be great for tips after the tour, I imagine. 
but what's the harm in taking a tour I've already paid for? When Jade and Sarah had to cancel, I hung on to the idea of doing a guided tour with Emma, who had never been to Paris before. But she bailed on me this morning. Without her, I pictured myself roaming a city I knew and loved while having to listen to a way too chipper teenager over-enthusiastically take me to all the major tourist attractions that I tired of visiting after my first half dozen trips to the city. I did not picture a more mature, attractive man flirting with me. Now, he says, and he's still up close. His eyelashes are long and lighter, framing his eyes. I liked them already when he was flirty, and now that he's serious, they're even more striking. Can you really tell me that you'll have more fun without me? He presses a palm to his chest like I've offended him. My friend's words echo through my head. Just try to have fun. When did I become so jaded that even a stranger could tell that I was no fun anymore? Luke continues, me, the best tour guide in Paris? I raise an eyebrow. That's a bold claim. He grins slyly. Well, take the tour and find out. Despite myself, I chuckle. Who knows? Maybe this will be fun. Love it. Great. <laughs> We um, love listening to you and also all had a little bit of fun with our backgrounds while. <laughs> oh my God, Danica. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you were busy. <laughs> you Don, are hilarious. I can't unmute you, Don. You have to do it yourself. <laughs> I said, well, what the hell at the last when I realized I was muted. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. Like Dylan was like, oh, we got our backgrounds. And I was like, Danica's like, Ooh. I had to be, you know, calendar firefighters. Where are they? We had to win. Firefighters. Yes. And, and I put in our, our little chat between um, us. I, I said, um, you're still on brand for romance happy hour. So way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Now we, we can't all be in the Bahamas, but hey. Or in Paris. I know. I was gonna say thanks for sharing. That was um that was fun yeah. and um I, I was gonna say unfortunately relatable um as you know, <laughs> but 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 fortunately relatable because I, I think you know just that last part where she said, you know, she's jaded and she used to be fun. I mean, gosh. Don't you just feel that way sometimes when you're, you know, yelling at your kids for the hundredth time or I don't I mean, know. Yeah. It's, it's 10 o'clock at night here and it's past my bedtime. So yeah. <laughs> very right. relatable to me. <laughs> yeah. You did so great. And I got to say that, um, like, I feel like I, I love my husband, but he needs, to, maybe we need to like role play or something. He needs to be like a, a, a like a, tour guide i mean that was that was amazing it was so cute it made me want to like fall in love all over again like seriously well, meet the one all over again isn't that one of the great the perks of reading romance is you get to fall in love yes. you know with so every true. book you yes. read so absolutely yeah and i no. and i do gotta say i already fell in love with him he was so cute like so mm -hmm. like i wanted to fall mm -hmm. in love with him he's Perfect very job. charming great job yeah. And how yeah. old is he, Liz? 30 he's, what? He's 31. 31. Yeah. So he's not a baby. Oh, that's a brave mm -hmm. woman. I I found myself divorced at 40, and there is no way I would have dated a man who was 10 years younger than me. I was not secure mm -hmm. enough to do that. But but yet you'll have men who are oh. oh yeah. How old do you those men are behind you. Okay. Well, I'm allowed yeah. to fantasize, <laughs> but I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to raise another one. Um, yes. <laughs> well, I will assure you, you have True. to read to find out um, why I say this. But Luke is a very mature, responsible man. So. Oh, look at that! Graciela yeah. says that um, her husband is ten years her wow. junior. I and, and I gotta say, much. you go, girl. I actually. I actually noted here on my little thing. Um, she has her own hero for her own book. I can tell. She said he was, I think, a firefighter, and now he's a pilot. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that is oh, true. yeah. She's got that her own true. little little romance romance novel going on mm-hmm. there. It sounds like, mm-hmm. anyways. Brava. Yep. I don't know if I said wow. that right. But, like, I don't know really who. Um, is that Linda? I don't know. Is that Linda who we can't see her name? But um, might be. her mom was 45 and dated and eventually married a man that was 30. Wow. Oh, yeah. My husband is 18 months younger than me, and we're at that point right now where it's only like I'm like one year older, but I'm about to have a birthday here coming up, and then I'll, it'll look like I'm two years older than him again. I don't know why it just bothers me. <laughs> I, so, Dylan, I'm sorry. Don't. Sir, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I am like... five months younger than my husband, so mm-hmm. not much at all. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so as, it is- so we have two cougars here then. Two <laughs> cougars here. I guess. I mean, technically. <laughs> so we have questions though, John. I, I see <laughs> questions coming, coming through. So we should probably get to some more questions. We do. Um, okay, so I'm gonna get I'm I'm gonna go to Facebook user um because Karen's got a ton, but I think um, Facebook user is Linda tonight. I think so. What yes. is your favorite underappreciated novel? Mm, good question. Mm-hmm. Mm. Am I going first now? Sure. Yes, you go first. Okay. All right. So for anybody who loves The Hating Game or Buy a Thread by Lucy Score, mm. you need to check out Dukakis's Apprentice by Sarah Morgan, which is a Harlequin romance, and it has so many like similar vibes but without some of the things that people think are annoying about the hating game um i love the hating game it's one of my favorite books but dukakis's apprentice is like way up there it is so good and very sexy Mm. so what is your favorite underappreciated novel of yours of my books i mean i don't know how she intended the question that's how i read it and so um but, but both work because, yeah, I think depending yeah. on your inflection, it could go either way. Mm, okay. But yeah. Well, let's hear about, about your books, too. Now that I've plugged someone else. <laughs> yeah. um... right. I know. I was like, that was a very confident recommendation. Yeah. And then you named someone else's book and I was a little disappointed. Okay. So for my <laughs> books, um, there is a book called The Player in New Zealand, which came out um, about a year ago. And it's a heroine who goes to New Zealand on a working holiday visa and works in a bar. And her boss is this super grumpy ex-rugby player. And um, and they're both grumps. So that's a lot of fun and unusual. But my favorite thing about this book is, like, it, I, out of the Love and Wonderless series, which is all based on my travels, New Zealand's one of my favorite places, which I know is another question people have asked. Um, but that book is really funny and really smutty. And I love that there's a sex injury in it. Um, so <laughs> if uh, anybody has that kind of thing on their I'm list. Sorry. You could have yeah. just started with that because now we're all going to go read <laughs> that. I mean, that's all you really had to say was, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Make note. Yeah. Do we have time? Do we have time for me to say yes. mine? Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna- go for it. I am going to start as well, like Liz did. My, I think she's the most underappreciated romance, rom-com writer is Eliza Gordon. I have read all of her books. I love her. Um, Must Love Otters, Luke Pie Walker, something. She's written one that's got, um, oh, it's The Rock who is, who's kind of like the the character who is, um, oh, anyway, they're, they're hilarious. They're funny. Um, Welcome to Planet Lara is one that is a trilogy that she wrote. I think it was last year. Anyway, I just really love her books. And in terms of my own, I think her seasoned delivery is it's just it's a novella, but it features a 42 year old uh, woman who has in vitro fertilization because she's decided she wants to have the baby which turns out to be the babies without the hassle of the guy. Um, and when she's put on bed rest and she can't get her craving for clam smoothies fulfilled because they won't deliver and she's not allowed to leave her house, she ends up meeting 
the former owner of the restaurant who was making them, who has been sold out of his company because he'd had a heart attack uh, a year oh. earlier. So he becomes her, he ends up, but they end up the couple. And I, I just, I loved writing the later and the older characters. Um, it's fun to write mature characters as opposed mm -hmm. to the, 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 you know, the 20 somethings anyway. Yeah, no sex injuries, but I would love to write a book with sex injuries in it now. Yeah, is really a thing. You I know, would say, Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer commented that they're awesome until they happen to you, and I have to tell you that the one that's in this book happened to me. Um, so oh my gosh, yeah. Now we really have to read Wait, it. You first said they're awesome. Everybody, so go you read it. You. I thought you were talking about the clam smoothies for for a second because <laughs> we're, we're talking. You know, we're, we're answering different questions. Right. Um, and I, I was going to say, yeah, clam so, smoothies sound great, but I don't think I, that I would like that. Um, but yeah, that, that would apply to, to sex injuries as well. So yeah, now we've all got to go I, look that up. And I could imagine that that could be I, like a risk if you're in such a small space on a sailboat all the time. You, you might be more at risk. Story. Remind me of the name again. And I got to say, it is The Player in New Zealand. The Player in New Zealand. Okay. okay. Yeah. And now we're going to um, give a challenge to you both. The first one to write a clam smoothie sex injury book. <laughs> we'll get extra, extra, extra um, exposés here. Um, extra what? Romance <laughs> extra features. Extra features on Romance Happy Hour. Yeah. All right. Dawn's gone off the rails. Ugh, I have smoothie. That means okay. I've had two drinks now. <laughs> well, in such a lovely living room, I just want to know how you keep your house so clean. I know. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I totally my kids. I have four kids, but no. <laughs> I do. Or, or is that, I have four is kids. That one of the houses house. that is for sale. That's one of your listings. Yeah. I snuck in for just for tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually okay. I actually toured a five point nine million dollar property today i was like pretty and pretty amazed this is nicer though <laughs> so this would we, definitely be a six million dollar house yeah we need to come to montana for a romance happy hour you sure do yeah we only got one season left we only got one season left of, of yellowstone filming here dylan so, you know, but I heard you, you went to all that work and you were there for so long and then they cut you and all we saw was your hair. I mean, that's just so disappointing. You saw the back of my head though. You saw the back yeah. of my head. You I, were in the last yeah. season. I mean, there was, but it was the whole back of me. Yeah. You saw the whole back of me. My body. You know I still around. don't know which one is you because there were so many blonde women in that, in that scene. You're going to have to which one? do a three scene on your on your screen and then circle which one you are because i i didn't know but I which tell. which one the governor's speech or the or the one where he was talking to don Oliveira? i don't whichever one you were in you told me you got cut out of all in, the others. i was in four no i got i was in one okay where jamie I was talking were in, to sarah i thought you were in one at the party we can talk about this later no we, no we i want to know can. post it somewhere because i want to figure this out because yeah i was i was the in the governor's and... speech i was in the but party but i'm like way in the background you can barely see me blurry walking by and then okay. i was in the governor's speech down in the right hand corner next to a douchebag and then i was um in <laughs> And then I was in um, the one where Jamie's talking to Sarah at like a fancy restaurant and you can see the back of my head with like a little bun and you can see this dork next to me going because he was like pantomiming literally everything we did. He was a horrible actor, horrible background actor, pantomiming literally everything. So if you see that, All you right. know where I am. Okay. We're going <laughs> to need that um, listed out so we can go back and look. Okay. <laughs> Right. And I know we didn't get to all the questions, but we, we are out of time for tonight. So um, Danica and Liz, if you um, want to go back, you can comment on any of the questions on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page um, and get those answered for people. Because I, I saw we do still have a couple coming in. Um, and I'm sorry, we mm -hmm. talked so much. We, we went a little off topic tonight. 
now that we found a new toy and can change our backgrounds. Um, we did. So we'll be better next time. I, I think, I hope so. Um, and, but and we, we may not have hot firefighters behind us next time. Too, I know. So just but Don, you've got a hot firefighter book coming. It's perfect for your, I do. you know, it I is. Think. And I feel like now that we know how to do that, and have time, um, the stakes have been raised. So <laughs> yes. we'll have to see what For happens. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I want to remind up? everybody that we have um giveaway for both of you posted up on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page, and we'll leave that open through the weekend so everybody can have a chance to go over and enter. And um, any parting comments from either one of you, Danica or Liz, do you have any live um events or book signings or um kickstarters or anything coming up that we need to know about i uh i mean as i said rose with my fake fiance just came out on tuesday and the next book Yay. is up for pre-order which is called riesling with my roommate yeah awesome and yeah and i've got yeah. the uh, the billionaire's shrubbery which is the first book in a new series uh up for pre-order uh, coming out on july 10th at the latest it's probably okay. Yeah. And when do your um your library your librarian billionaire is that when do those start coming out? We don't have a date. We've got to get covers for them. But once we have covers, so some that's why I say sometime in May. I hope. Got it. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll look for that and then let us know when you have release dates set up for that, and we'll be happy to post it on the page to let Yay. everybody know. Thanks so much, Dylan. Thanks, Don. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Right. It was yes. so fun. Thanks for yeah, coming was... back. We loved having you guys tonight. Yeah, it was fun. It was nice fun. to see you, Liz. I'm always worried that, you know, we scare people away the first time they come on. So we have people yeah. that actually are brave enough to come back. So, and thank okay. you everybody for joining us. Um, we will see you. Gosh, I can't even believe it's already May. We'll see you the second Thursday in May is when we'll be back. Mm -hmm. Yep. Bye. And right. I will Bye. either be here or I will be dead. Yep. Good luck. Survive. <laughs> she has her 10K at thing. Right, 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 right. Army at crawling. This, wow. At this party. No. Okay, well, let's hope for the best, Don. I have no doubt. Somebody will scoop you up and throw My you on the back of an ATV if need be. All right. He will. But if I don't show up, I'll try to send him. I know I've promised that for years, but. Yeah, you have. All right. I don't even believe that anymore. But all right. We will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.